Welcome, this is Anastasia Uglova with the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, June 29th. Taking a cue from Microsoft's legal troubles in the 1990s, the search engine giant Google does not intend to remain a sitting duck for antitrust lawyers and regulators. So reports a Washington Post story last week documenting Google's new lobbying presence in Washington. Is it a smart move for Google? Our guest today, Cato's executive vice president David Bowes, thinks not. A Washington Post story about Google last week reports, quote, Microsoft was so disdainful of the federal government back then that it had almost no presence in Washington. Largely because of that neglect, the company was blindsided by a government antitrust lawsuit that cost it dearly, end quote. Has Google made the same mistake in having no lobbying shop in D.C. up until recently? Well, I think that's just typical of the Washington establishment's view of all this. They think everything revolves around Washington, and so they think if you don't have a uh, lobbying presence in Washington that you're doing something wrong. I think it's completely different. I think companies ought to stay out on the West Coast, make interesting things, invent stuff, innovate, bring it to the consumer, and leave Washington alone. Now, did they make a mistake in not having a lobbying shop? I'm not sure that Microsoft would have avoided its antitrust lawsuits if they'd been here sweetening the palms of legislators and judges. It's their competitors who brought the lawsuit. It's their competitors who really didn't like what they were doing, and those competitors were going to be around here. Sure, maybe they could have persuaded the government to back off, but in general, when the government comes after you, you're going to have to get your Washington office at that point. So, no, I think it was good that Microsoft stayed out of Washington as long as they could, and I think it's good that Google stayed out as long as they could. But Google, obviously, as we've seen, couldn't stay away. So what finally lured them into Washington? Well, I think the first thing that was happening was that, just like with Microsoft, the government started coming after Google. Google is sitting out there inventing these fabulous products, and then they're getting rich by producing things people want. And when you start producing stuff and making money, people start noticing that you have deep pockets and they start sniffing around to see if they can get a piece of what you have earned. So about a year ago, what's happening to Google? Well, some people are wanting to declare Google a public utility that must be regulated in the public interest, you know, like telephone lines, because it's so important. It's so good. We're just going to declare it to be a public utility because we all want to be included on Google. And then the Bush administration wanted Google to turn over random web addresses and records of Google searches so they could find out what people search for, you know, just to snoop and see maybe we're searching for terrorist stuff. And then Congress was looking into how the company was dealing with the Chinese government's demands for censorship of search results by Chinese users. So all these things started happening, and Google said, I guess we have to be involved in Washington. We thought we were just making people's lives better, but now everybody's coming after us. Well, all true. So given that, can companies really afford not to have a lobbying arm talking to Congress? Well, it's a challenge. Once the government comes after you, what can you do? In the long run, I think it's bad for all companies to get sucked into the parasite economy in Washington. You could argue that there's a public good problem. If all the other companies have lobbies, then isn't it difficult to avoid it? Um, The real problem is not that Google or Microsoft hired lobbyists. The real problem is that we have a predatory government that makes Google and Microsoft and General Motors and everybody else hire lobbyists. And then the problem is once the government comes after you or your competitors come after you or activists come after you, then once you've got the lobbyists, the lobbyists start coming up with new work for them because they'll get paid more money. So they say, 
you know, in addition to fending off this lawsuit, we could hint that they ought to go look at your competitor and what he's doing. And even if you're a good company and you don't want that kind of stuff, you know, the Washington guys start telling you this is the way the game is played. They say the placement of a comma in this tax law is going to affect whether you pay the tax or your supplier pays the tax. Don't you want us to put it in the right place? And you say, well, yeah, I guess that's a good idea. And you just get sucked in issue by issue to being part of the parasite economy instead of the productive economy. In the long run, it's clearly a lose-lose game for everybody. All right. In terms of bottom lines, then, I know Google's a $150 billion company with shares topping $500. So at the very least, I think they can afford this. What are the expenses of running a lobbying shop in Washington? The expenses aren't that much. When I looked into this a few years ago, Microsoft was up to spending about $2 million a year. And I noted at the time, IBM spending $3 million and General Motors $5 million. Let's assume it's doubled since then. Okay, so $10 million for a big company. Not that much money. The problem is not the cash you're spending to hire former congressmen and congressional staffers in Washington. The problem is the diversion of resources. Bill Gates said at some point in the past few years, I think I'm going to be spending a lot more time in Washington. That's the cost. Bill Gates and the guys who created Google, these are like the smartest and most productive people in the world, and I want them inventing things. I want them worrying about their company. I want them hiring the best people to work for them. And instead, if Bill Gates is having to consult with his lawyers and his lobbyists and fly out to Washington and kiss up to politicians, the most valuable thing in the world is the human talent, not the computers, not the equipment, not the land. The most valuable and important thing in the world is human talent. And there's no talent more important than the engineers and the entrepreneurs at places like Google and Microsoft. And so to divert that talent into fending off predators or being predators instead of being innovators, that's the cost. Alas, Google is now here, and it looks like they're probably here to stay. So what's Google been up to? What is this uh, Microsoft antitrust lawsuit about? Well, you know, the Washington Post story on that began allegations by Google that Microsoft's new operating system unfairly disadvantages competitors. That's what it's about. It's not about hurting consumers. It's not about hurting competition. It's about disadvantaging competitors. And that's what antitrust is normally about. It's not about protecting consumers, and it's not about protecting competition. It's about protecting competitors or protecting you from your competitors. There was a famous 1945 antitrust decision about Alcoa. And the very distinguished judge, Judge Learned Hand, wrote in that decision... Alcoa insists that it never excluded competitors, but we can think of no more effective exclusion than progressively to embrace each new opportunity as it opened and to face every newcomer with new capacity already geared into a great organization having the advantage of experience, trade connection, and the elite of personnel, unquote. In other words, it was Alcoa's very skill at meeting consumers' needs that was the rope by which it was hanged. So that's what antitrust is about. And as I say, Google is a great company, and I couldn't live without them. I can't live without Google. I can't live without Google Desktop Search. You probably know, if you've been in my office, that I can't find any piece of paper in my office. But on my computer with Google Desktop Search, I can find every piece of paper. So I love the company, 
why aren't they out competing in the marketplace against Microsoft instead of asking the government to do it? Now, I should note the government turned down this request, so Microsoft had to do some accommodation. Microsoft had to fiddle around with the product it produced in order to get Google off its back, but Google would be better off making a better product, even better, than sicking the government on its competitors. David, thank you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Cato Daily Podcast. For more information, please visit us on the web at www.cato.org.